Okay, quick poll, just very quick poll. Uh, who would like to go back to 2018? Anyone? Anyone? Didn't think so. Uh, who, who is ready for a new year? Is, is anyone ready for a new year? Okay. Some of you just don't want to participate in this sermon. It's fine. Uh, we, we are in a new year. I thought I would just, just help you own it. It is a new year. Uh, and now I know some of us, most of us, as indicated by a show of hands, or I should say a lack of a show of hands, uh, that 2018 is, is over, and most of us would like for it to be over. Be careful with that. Because oftentimes, if you, if you let something go because it, you just, there's moments, there's bad memories or bad experiences, you're going to drop things that you shouldn't. And so here's what I want to do. If you're brand new with us, uh, we're so excited because I'm going to review some things with us all and catch everyone up. But, but perhaps no one has ever taught you, in essence, on what to do with the old, whether the old was not so great or great. So, so let me give you some, let's call it tips. Uh, to go after what can happen, we must acknowledge what did happen. This is therapy for us all right now. So just, just when you think about the past year, and, and all of the great things, and all of the things that you're like, nah, I don't want to relive that, think about that, dwell on that at all. I, I want you to know that this is healthy. That if you want to go after what can happen this year, be a part of what can happen, what should happen, you can't completely throw out the past. I know a lot of us would like to forget it, maybe is the word we've used, bury it, run from it, deny it, whatever. No, no, we, we've got to address it and look at it. In fact, in fact, God even gives us wisdom all about this. Let me show it to you. Remember the things I've done in the past. Can I just bring something up that oftentimes we don't think in our brains as we read this? Remember the things I have done in the past. You realize that that's things that I've done that you've liked and things that I've done that you have not liked. I love how honest God can be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to do things and not do things and you're not going to be in full agreement on it. I want you to remember that. He gives us a, a why. For I alone am God. For I alone am God, and I am God, and, and there is none like me. What I would tell you by personal experience is this. If you, if you and I don't remember what God has done because there's some trauma involved in it or pain that we didn't like and all that, I think we'll start behaving like we're God. I, I've seen it in my own life that if we don't dwell on if we don't even take a brief moment, instead of just charging forward, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's get a new year, if we don't stop, then there's a potential that you and I are going to behave like we're the ones in full control. Like we're the ones who have the ultimate authority, the ultimate power. And if you've ever lived that way, you understand that you learned eventually that that's not true. <laughs> so, as we walk in, and I think we ought to walk and not run. As we walk into a new year, let's make sure that if the good, the bad, and the ugly that we don't disregard all that God's done. Let me help you for those of you who are blaming age. Um, when we don't intentionally try to remember, we accidentally forget. Um, I know a lot of folks are like, no, that's, that's age, and we begin to forget stuff. I would tell you what I've learned. If you and I don't intentionally lock down, write down, remember, dwell on the good things, guess what we do? We accidentally forget them. Now, that doesn't work for the bad things. We have a, well... It stinks, doesn't it? That the bad things, you're like, I don't need to remind it. I just keep remembering all the bad things. What I would tell you, if you don't figure out a way to lock on or at least pay attention to, have an intentional moment with the good things, you will not remember them for what they were. And so, this sermon 
has two parts that we will have actually both of them today. Do not let that alarm you. Like, is this going to be double the time? No, it's not going to be double the time. But I want you to understand something. For us to move into a new year, let's acknowledge what God did last year. We always have an anchor word as a church. A word that directs us, that keeps us anchored to good things, that keeps us anchored to what God wants. Let me show you 2018's anchor word. It was the word awe. Now, I know a lot of us are like, we, we, you say awe. But let me, here's the definition that we worked with. An overwhelming feeling of reverence, admiration, and fear. If you want to know what fueled the sermon stuff and the small group stuff and what we did all over the place was awe. We were trying to live in this overwhelming feeling that God is amazing. You and I have had moments where you perhaps you felt that. Reverence for God. Admiration for God. Fear, if you're not, if you're not like, fear God. I, no, this is the healthy fear, like authoritative. He can do a lot of great things and respect fear. This, this is what fueled us as a church. We had this one word. It anchored us in all that. So let me walk you into how we did this. We have three locations as a church. Three locations. We meet in three places the same time. So, so if you're brand new, you're like, three locations, like McDonald's, kind of. And so here's how this works. Uh, on a weekend, uh, every location has the same sermon and sings the same songs and gets together and focuses on the same mission. We have three locations. Let me tell you where they're There's RCMU. It's, it's Rapid City Minimum Unit. It's a, it's a prison in Rapid. Hi, fellas. It's good to see you. Uh, I was with the fellas at RCMU. For Christmas, it was awesome. Uh, and, and we have a location there. If you're like, what's, a, what's that mean? Like, just like normal. We gather on Sunday mornings at RCMU and, and we worship. It's awesome. There's a location on the east side of Rapid City across from the fairgrounds. We called it the east location. We have a location on the west side of Rapid City that we call the west location you see that we're highly creative. And, and we, we, we want to make sure that we, we give that all the time. We have three locations, and you need to know, like, as, as, as a one church, multiple locations, what happened? Because we aren't all in those places. I could tell you this. Uh, at every location in 2018, we met people who had never been to church before, ever, at all locations. At every location, someone, multiple people, actually, decided to follow Jesus for the very first time. All three locations, we believe, are accomplishing what God wants a church to accomplish. Not to be religious, but to be focused on who God really is. And what we did amongst each other deserves some attention. One, we gathered. I know gathering's normal. We gather every weekend, whether we're online or whatever, but we gather. It's a normal thing. Some would call it tradition, but we gathered. But, but I, want you to, I want you to, if you weren't around, know some of the, the big gatherings. One was Easter. If you weren't at Easter, you realize just by this that the kids had more funds than, than the adults did. Uh, but we, we gathered at the Civic Center, and, and we talked about how our sins are forgiven because Jesus died for us and came back to life for us. It's an incredible celebration. Over 7,000 people gathered. Hundreds of people decided to follow Jesus. It was, it was an awesome time to gather. Maybe what's fresher in your mind is Christmas. Christmas, we, we gathered, and, and we didn't gather at the Civic Center. We gathered at our locations, and you need to know something. 
Oftentimes we think in our brains that, that the Civic Center is the best vehicle. Well, I can tell you this. More people made decisions to follow Jesus at Christmas than at Easter. What happened at Christmas, I would tell you, was incredibly of God. And God is using this church and working in this church, and it ought to be acknowledged. That's why we're doing this right now. Now, there's a, there's a weird location I need to bring up. It's really weird. The online location. Now, if you grew up in church like I did, it's just flat out weird. And some of you even going, I don't know if that's right. I mean, God on the internet. By the way, anytime I do this, I somehow get a southern accent. I have no idea why. But I wanted to show you something. So we, we offer online, we, we, take, we, we take the online church service and we put it on the internet. These are the different countries across the globe that tune in. Uh, you'll notice uh, the United States of America, if you, if you skip geography, let me help you. Uh, this United States of America has, has a bigger thing here. Uh, 44 states, 44 states have tuned in. Now, you better believe I'm going to find those six states and find out what's wrong. I have an idea of which states they are, but I won't bring them up right now. <laughs> now, now I, know there, I know there's different opinions about church online. So let me, let me help you understand the heart. Online church is not a final destination. It's not. It is not a place that if you can access, if you can get to one of our locations and you're simply choosing not to go to the location because watching online is better, I would tell you then you are going to stunt your growth in your relationship with God because you need other people. You need other people. It's just a bottom line, basic element of life that you not only need other people, but you need other believers in your life. And there, there is something powerful in gathering with other believers. The Bible even says it directly. So if you're wondering, like, is this the ultimate goal to get everyone online in their PJs? No. <laughs> if you can access a location, you need to come to a location. But not everybody can, as you see the map. There are deployed people who better not leave their posts. Stay where you're at. There are folks who live all over the globe, as you see, that used to live here, that don't live here anymore, and those who can't. So I just want you to understand, it is a different time that we need to put the message of Jesus on the internet. We do. We need to do that. If you think that's wrong, you're wrong. Okay, I'm just being very frank with you. Uh, but do not, do not use it in an unhealthy way. You catching what I'm trying to tell you? Okay. It's a great tool, but every great tool can be misused, can it not? Okay. We gathered in groups too, groups. If you don't familiar with groups, you're like, is that the weird time people get in circles and hold hands? I, not my group. Uh, groups are an opportunity for you to take what you, what you might know or have questions about and process it with other people. And we have groups all over the place meeting in coffee shops and coffee shops and coffee shops and co oh, that's the places I mean, uh, meet all over, workplaces and homes. And, and it's, it's incredible what's going on in groups. And we gathered. And if you're not part of a group, I highly recommend it. But those are the avenues that we gather. We didn't just gather, though. We gathered and we invested. And to give God all the glory, we've got to pay attention to where we invested and what God did. Let me start with the youngest crew. You've heard this, but on average, 445 kids attend on a weekend. Right now, it's, it's over 500 kids. 
gathering to hear who Jesus is, there unfortunately are places on this wonderful planet of ours where there are no kids at the church. What I love, 129 volunteers. So I'm just going to take some privilege right now. If you are a kids volunteer, you volunteer in the kids ministry, I just want to personally say thank you. Because in, in, in a way, you've invested into my kids. You've helped my kids know who Jesus is. And I know some of you are like, but David, you're a pastor. You should kind of be. I'm going to tell you right now, Katie and I cannot do it by ourselves. We can't. So if you volunteer in the kids ministry, I just, I, I'm going to just thank you. And I imagine all the other parents are so grateful that you would be willing to, one, hold their kid, teach their kid, invest in their kid. They do grow up. I'm trying to keep my kids from growing up. Uh, it's not working. They eventually become students, teenagers, crazy people. I'm just kidding. No, they're great. In fact, I, can I just tell you, it's my personal belief that the current middle school and high school students are going to become some of the greatest generation that we've ever experienced. I think they care about people better than most generations have ever cared about. Right now we have almost 200 kids gathering. 27 of them decided to follow Jesus this past year. It's incredible what's going on with the student ministry. We, we invested. Love Week's another way we invested. If you're unfamiliar with Love Week, it's basically our attempt to have a missions trip to our own town. I know it for like, wait a minute. If you're new to missions trips, typically people say, I'm going to go to Africa, I'm going to go to Asia, I'm going to go to South America, I'm going to raise money to go there and go do something for a week. What we decided, let's make sure that we don't just go there, but we go to where we actually are. So years ago, we started a missions trip to our own area. Uh, and what's cool is, uh, instead of sending 10 people because of the cost, you can send over 1,000 people to our area. And when you combine that, you get a lot of hours of investment in a community. We don't raise money for this. If you give to this church, you help make that happen. You invested. You don't have to wait for Love Week, by the way. Uh, there's Saturday Serve, if you don't know this. A lot of folks don't know about this. Uh, every second Saturday, we do projects like Love Week projects. We do that. I, uh, if you're in construction, if you should never be a part of construction, all of it applies. Uh, there's incredible opportunities. Our community, listen to me clearly, our community is full of need and the church ought to be leading the way on meeting needs. And I know that there, there, is, there are many errors. In fact, it's sad the amount of decades that the American church functioned entirely inside its church walls. That's not healthy. A healthy church says, what walls? And so we as a church are committed to be a part of our community, not just an address in the community. Uh, there's a new thing we did in 2018. You may not know, Right Now Media. I'm going to have to explain this. Because again, some of us are like, you're off the grid. You don't use the internet. You're like, I'm hiding. And I won't tell where you are. So here, here, Right Now Media, we have 747 active users. Here's what this means. We invested in, in an online library full of incredible studies and opportunities to learn. There, there's studies about the books of the Bible where you begin to learn. If you feel like, I don't know the Bible, like I ought to know it. There's video teaching. It's incredible. Those are some of the most popular studies. There, there's parenting stuff, marriage stuff. There's even a section just for kids to watch shows they love. We, we invested, by the way, like, how much does this cost me? It doesn't cost you anything. We as a church just invested in it, paying for it, so that anyone who wants to know what they need to know about God can have access. And you're like, how do I get this? You just go to the website. 
get the access information, and it's yours, free, and you can access it on any device. It was a risk we took, and it appears as though there's a lot of homes using it. I'm really excited about it. We gathered, we invested, <laughs> and we messed up. We messed up frequently. Now, there were bad moments where we messed up. And there were also moments that we messed up, we just kind of fell over our words. Now, here's the horrible thing, at least in my job. I remember studying to be a pastor. They didn't tell us about what I'm about to tell you. They didn't tell us that every time I would talk, there would be a video camera going. And if I fumbled words or things just totally fell apart, that it would be captured for other people to enjoy. And when I mean other people to enjoy, we annually now put together a little blooper reel just for you to enjoy how much we messed up. Take a look. We can learn from other folks. We can actually learn how to, how to lead our kids, how to raise them up, what, what to teach them, and how to encourage them. It's all a massive library accessible. <laughs> Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you. We love you. Amen. If you would, stand with us as we sing a few songs together. Such information as you feel comfortable sharing. And then... Merry Christmas, everyone. Service is just about to start. There are a few things we want to let you know before we... Yeah. The ladies, man. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> flawed. <laughs> Let's move on. I'll, give, I'll come back to flawed. <laughs> What's cool is this? I heard that, and I was just like, "What's that? What's that noise?" Flawed. <laughs> flawed. <laughs> It just sounds so stupid. It sounds so stupid. Uh. Flawed. Some of you now in your heads are like, flawed, flawed. It does sound weird now. Uh, we, have, we have more moments. I just wouldn't let him show it. Uh, there's, 
there's moments we can prove that we are messed up. We are not a perfect group of people. There are moments that were incredible that I don't want us to forget. And so I, one of the greatest things that God did in 2018 is this. What I can tell you about this number is we have 1,038 names of people who decided to follow Jesus in 2018. And if you want to know what I, as a church, yep. If, if you want to know as a church, like, what are we trying to do? We're not trying to be religious. We're trying to get the incredible news about Jesus everywhere possible. And that's why I think 2018's word awe is easy. Because what God did was amazing. I know there, there's things about 2018 that are in your memory and mine that you're like, ah, oh, that wasn't great. I don't want to relive that. And I agree with you and I acknowledge that. But let's make sure that by trying to throw some of the bad out, we don't just, let's just stop. And acknowledge that although God does not do everything we ask him to do, and oftentimes does things we're like, I don't know why you're doing that. We can acknowledge that there are a lot of folks who are grateful that God intervened in their life. So if you're brand new, you're like, I wasn't a part of it. Well, that's fine. That's, that's, that's turn the page. 2019, our, our word is going to be abide. Uh, it's our anchor word, in, in essence, where it, it, this word drives us, fuels us. And if you're like, abide, what's it mean? Let me, let me show you. There's lots, there's lots of definitions. Continue without fading. Continue without fading. Like, like continue what, what should be without fading. I think this is very fitting uh, for this time of year. Do you realize that many of us, uh, we make resolutions, goals, whatever you want to call them. Or some of you are like anti-resolution. So you're like, my goal is not to make a goal. I think many of us can dwell on, at least last year, like things that we committed to, that we like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to have this be a part, I'm going to make this better, but then we faded. We pull back. That's what most of us do. We commit to something, we lock on to someone, like, that's going to be valuable to me, I'm going to make this better, I'm going to get healthier, I'm going I'm to be a part of that. But then throughout the year, it's not that we immediately quit it, but we, we fade, we turn the volume down. We lower the intensity. Do you know that's why if a marriage fails, it's typically not one moment. It was a fading process. If you have a relationship that just completely goes, it doesn't happen over the one moment. It typically fades. If, if a workplace gets toxic, it doesn't happen in one moment. It, it's a fade. Most of us would recognize that quitting doesn't just typically, just in this one moment, there was some sort of a fade. If you had goals, resolutions, things that you wanted to have a part of your life, I bet if you didn't do it, there was a fade. That's why I love the word abide. Let me give you more wisdom on looking in, into this year. If you don't want to quit, pay attention to the fade. Whatever you've already resolved to do or, or what you're thinking about, like what this year is going to do, if you want to be a part of what God's best is for you, you've got to pay attention to not just what you're committing to, but the fade part. The part where you begin to step back slowly. So this word abide is important. I want to show you what Jesus teaches about it. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. 
If, if we don't abide in him, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. Another word to, uh, for abide is attached. And I want to ask you a question. What are you attached to? It, it, may, it might be better to look at 2018. In 2018, you can look in the back and say, all right, what was I attached to? What was I connected to? Or maybe it's better for you to say, who? Let me example it this way. Uh, I will tell you that no trees were harmed uh, in the gathering of this branch. Uh, I, I am not a person who plants things, grows things. I stay away from that because I've been unsuccessful. But here's what I've learned. What Jesus just said is like this. It would be like you and I saying, all right, we broke this off. I'm going to watch it grow now. Now, here's what I know. Nowadays, I, if you have playlists, I don't know if you have a playlist. I have multiple playlists based on the mood or the mood that I want to have. And, and so if I'm going to go work out, there's a certain playlist. If, I, if it's rainy and it's dreary, there's a certain playlist. I can get the most inspirational playlist, play it for this branch, and nothing's going to happen, just so you know. I know you're like, this is like deep? Yeah, just, just wait. I could show the inspirational videos on YouTube. You know, if you're like, hey, I want to change the world. I need to be inspired. See some good, YouTube has tons of that. And you're like, I can show videos and it's all day long and it's still not going to grow. I can find a million dollars, give a million dollars to the branch and say, grow with the million dollars. And you and I are like, not going to happen. It's, it's almost idiotic. To think that if I just take this broken branch, set it on the stage, that it would grow right here on the stage for the rest of the year. You already agree with me, you know that. What I find fascinating, you agree with that, but what if you and I applied this to our own selves? What if you and I said, well, according to what Jesus said, we're the branch, he's the vine, or think of it, he's the tree. Many of us think, of course this can't grow without being connected to the tree. Well, of course, you and I can't grow if we're not connected to the right tree. We believe it with the branch. We struggle believing it with ourselves. And I find that fascinating, even though, you know, the Bible says that if you want to learn all about God, one of the greatest ways to do it is through creation. What are you attached to? In 2018, what were you attached to? If you're like me at all, oh, I had days where I'm like, God, you're good, but I got some plans for the day. And you detached, and you did your own thing your own way. I'm going to tell you, you can stay green for a while, but you will die out. And Jesus is just telling us, it's, it's great wisdom, where it's like, okay, if you want to thrive in life, if, pay attention to what you're attached to. It's very simple. It doesn't just apply to the branch, it applies to you and I. If you don't want to break off and have relationships in your life die that shouldn't have died, then pay attention to who you're attached to. So what's Jesus' wisdom? It's very simple. Abide in me. A lot of times we like, well, the Bible's so confusing and this whole religion thing's weird. No, it's not. Abide in me. He says, if you want to thrive, abide in me, attach to me. Abide in me and I in you as the branch could not bear fruit of itself. We know this, unless it abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. 
For apart from me, you can do nothing. You believe it about the branch, believe it about your own life. Jesus knows what he's talking about. He's letting creation teach us something that if we break off from him, we will do nothing. He he keeps teaching, and just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love, attached to my love. If, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Watch this. These things I have spoken to you so that. If you read so that in the Bible, pay attention. Like, oh, okay, I got you. I'm, I'm locked on now. So that my joy may be in you. God's intent with you is not to try to get you religious. It appears as though God would like for you to have joy and that your joy may be made full. Hmm. Jesus is giving us this example. If you want to have true joy in life, attach to me. Let me sum sum it up. Never underestimate the impact of our attachments. Because here's what I can tell you about you, because you're just like me. 2018, you were attached to something. I don't know what it was. You were attached to something, someone, and you were trying to get fuel and joy and happiness and hope from it. That's what we all do, and then we do it naturally. Or sometimes we get so independent that we think that we can supply everything ourselves. Remember where we started. Don't think that you're God. Pay attention to who you're attached to. If you want joy, pay attention. Jesus talked about it in a different way. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. You, he's continuing to say that your fruit is a big deal. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes? The answer is no, okay? I'm not good at all of this. I don't know all the green stuff, but I'm just telling you the answer is, is it's rhetorical. You're looking at me like I'm, no, okay. Or figs from thistles. No. A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. Ha! A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a, and fruit and a bad tree can't produce a good fruit. What if 2019, you were to pay attention to what you're connected to? I would tell you, then you have more of an option of joy, peace. So what do we do? Well, we pay attention to what Jesus taught. Fight the fade, because that's the problem. Fight the fade. If it's about abiding in him, that means we continue without fading, so we've got to fight the fade. So it's not about, hey, I got these goals. I'm going after these goals. No, no. Set the goals good. But make sure that you pay attention to staying and not fading. And so let me give you two things that, that I've learned uh, how to fight the fade. One is, is nourishment. You've got to pay attention to nourishment. Now, again, like I told you, I have, um, I have not planted a whole lot of things. So what I can relate this to is, is, I've said this many times, I'm trying to get healthier. And so I hired a trainer. And one of the, the stupid questions that, that he asked at the beginning, hated it, is he's like, so what are you eating and drinking? I'm like, don't ask me that ever again or you're fired. No, he, he asked me, and I'll never forget. He's like, so how much water do you drink? Like, like in my sweet tea or, or plain water? And he, he, it was a dumb question. I get that. And he's like, you got you to drink lots of water and tell me how much water to drink. And I was like, but I don't like the way it tastes because it tastes like nothing. And I don't like that. He's like, well, uh, if you want to get healthy, you, you got to pay attention to the water that you drink. 
So I was like, fine. Like, you see, I'm, I'm a joy. I'm just a joy when trying to get healthy. And, uh, and so, he, he's, so I started paying attention to the water I drank. And at first, it, he, can I just tell you he's miserable? Watch, it seemed like everyone else was drinking everything else other than water. And I'm the only one drinking water like this. is oh, I hate this. But now, as many of you know, I crave it. If I don't drink enough and a lot, the nourishment is a big deal. And you know that, but spiritually, this, this applies to you. Growing things, it applies. you got to pay attention. In 2019, if you're not going to fade, how are you going to then nourish your relationship with God? Are you going to pay attention to it? Or are, you gonna, are you really going to lean on just one hour a week and come so and so often, maybe not so often, and say, sure, hope this works? you got to nourish it. One thing I started doing, maybe it helps you, is I, every day I write a prayer to God. I've got four lines, no more, because i got nothing more to say. i got four lines. And I write four lines a day, God, here's what's on my heart. Here's what's going on in my life. And I begin to just nourish this conversation with God to where throughout the day, he and I are talking frequently. Nourishment, you know this. Let me tell you about the not fun part of fighting the fade. Pruning. Not fun. But it's necessary if you're going to grow. In fact, I read something that you may have not paid attention to. I thought I'd bring it back up again. <laughs> Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Well, you better believe it. <laughs> Here's the part that you may have missed. And every branch that bears fruit. You got that? Every branch that has fruit. Doing good things, yay. He prunes it. Have you ever wondered why bad things happen to good people? Sometimes it's the devil. Sometimes it's your own doing. Sometimes it's God. And if you're adverse to any bad thing happening to you, and that's your version of Christianity, then that means that you aren't going to be pruned, which means you can't grow. And God's saying you need some pruning. You know, you know what my trainer said? You will, this will blow your mind. He said, I shouldn't eat donuts. <laughs> he, he flat out told me. He said, you, you really should just not eat like a lot of fried things and donuts. And I'm like, who are you? What I've learned, though, is that I actually feel better. I have had a couple donuts, just for full disclosure. But I've had to prune some things out of my life. And I wonder if you need to as well. Perhaps there's some relationships that are not healthy for you, that, you know, not totally toxic, but not healthy, that you may need to cut up. Maybe there's some behaviors you can be like, I need to stop doing that. I need to stop going there, stop being a part of that. I don't know. So let me give you a better definition of abide now that we've talked about all this. Attached to Jesus without fading. I don't know how you're viewing 2019. I can tell you, if you crave joy at all, if you want real, not fake religion stuff, if you want real joy, this is what Jesus said. He said that if you and I will attach to him without fading, that we will find true joy, not a pain-free life, because he brought up the pruning, 
but we will have joy. And I think joy is awesome. We live in a very lonely world, absent of a lot of joy. So I'm going to ask something of you. Uh, it's not a major ask, but it's a significant one. I want you to consider, don't answer out loud, I want you to consider being a part of every weekend over the next seven weeks. Now, I know some of you, you got trips planned and different things planned, and, and, and I know that some of you, you can't change some of those plans. You're like, I just can't do anything about it. But you can tune in online, you can grab it online. Uh, over the next seven weeks, I need to talk to you about some things. About nourishment, about pruning. There's some things as a church that we need to do more of, and there's some things that we need to do less of. Let me say it more uh, honestly, we need to cut out. We're gonna talk about if you've ever craved an understanding of what is your purpose in life? What does it look like to walk life out with full meaning and joy? And what does it look like? I, I need you for seven weeks. It's not some scientific study I've done and how long it takes someone to create a habit. No, there's nothing behind it other than when I studied, it worked out seven weeks. So I need you to commit to seven weeks and to continue without fading, at least give us seven weeks and I will share with you what I think God wants us to hear, okay? All right, let me pray for you. God, I, I believe we have met with you and we have heard from you. Lord, for those who you wanted open hearts to receive this word, abide, would you help us to own it? Lord, I pray for those who are single, dating, married, families, bosses, employees, anyone who is hurting and anyone who is just thriving. God, help us to see the value of being attached to you. Lord, help us each day to even be reminded in some special way, maybe through your creation, through a relationship, or maybe just a post online. God, remind us that we need to be connected to you. We give you this year. God, we give you this year. You are the creator of all. You have planned out steps. We ask for your power. God, would you lead the way? Would you give us favor as a church to be able to tell people and show people who you are? God, we don't care about how many people. We just care about people. God, help us to tell people how much you love them. We give you this year and ask that you do whatever you know is best. We love you, Lord. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.